0: Welcome everyone to the Ohr of Yom Yishir. Today's Shi'ur is the first Daf of Masechet Petzah we very. We want to give thanks to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the fact that we got to this point. Baruch Hashem, so far we finished Masechet Peledachat. We finished Masechet Shabbat. We finished Masechet Erubin Just about, with six Daf left. And Baruch Hashem, we went through Pesachim. We went through, um, went through Yuma. We went through sukkah. And now, Baruch Hashem, we holding Maseche Betzah. Hashem should give us strength to finish the rest of His holy gemara. We're starting now the beginning of Maseche Betzah. Maseche is discussing the, a, a lot of different points of Yom Tov and it goes through a lot of different things. Um, the beginning is talking about the halachot of Muktzeh, And there are different types of Muktzeh. There's, the concept of mukseh means set aside. Okay? A person can set aside something before Shabbat in his mind, and it could become mukseh to you. Because you put it out of your mind. When you put something out of your mind before Shabbat, some rabbis hold, that's called mukseh. the famous machlok in the Shabbat between Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Huda. Whether a person could mukseh something when a HaShot doesn't become mukseh for the rest of the time, now there's another level of muktzeh, which is a little heavier level, which is the level of nolad. Nolad means not only did you set it aside, it was inherently set aside. Because if you have, for example, an egg that was born that day, let's say, for example, it would be nolad. So it wasn't there before Shabbat. It's not like you didn't want to have it before Shabbat. There was no egg before Shabbat, so that was inherently set aside. That's another level of muktzeh. We're going to discuss the, that level of muktzeh in this mesekhet. Well, we're going to go. We'll start off a little bit with the beginning. It goes to a, the Mishnah. goes to a bunch of different topics, and the first topic of the Mishnah will be the subject of the rest of the daf. Okay, let's begin at the Mishnah. Betzash nolda biyom tov. If you have an egg that was laid on Yom Tov, little, I wrote it on the board already. We have the machloket bet shamay umrim tochar. Bet Shemai allows eating an egg that was born on Yom Tov. <speaking in> but <Hebrew> Hilal says that it cannot be eaten on Yom Tov. Now, once we're on that machloket, we're going to mention another machloket. Bet Shammai omrim seor be kazait. When we said that you're not allowed to have you're not allowed to. Uh, have chametz in your house on Pesach. Own chametz. The size that you have to have of chametz in order to do the avera. What's the size of the chametz? The size of the kazayit. Okay, that's bet But when it comes to chametz, uh, sorry, yeah. see right. And and but What about chametz? What about eating chametz? Okay. Sorry. So, or Sa'or is 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 a sourdough. So sourdough is a kazayit, but chametz on Pesach is a kakotavet. It's the size of a date. Betilel says no. Zev is zev kazait, They're both kazayit. They're not, they're not, uh, they have the same shurim of kazayit. Okay. Another case of Bet Again, this Again, we're not going to get this right away, but it's another case of Mishnah. Hashochet Chaya Ve'of B'Yom Tov. On Yom Tov, is different than Shabbat. You're allowed to shecht animals on Yom Tov. So in theory, a person wanted to have a barbecue on Yom Tov, you could take a cow, and you could slaughter the cow, and make a barbecue. Now, when you have a cow, and you slaughter the cow, all you have to do is slaughter the cow, and put the meat on the barbecue, and you're, you're fine, you're good. You don't even have to salt the meat if you're putting it on a barbecue. But, when it comes to chickens, or wild animals like deer, there's a mitzvah of covering the blood. Okay? you've heard of this we see it sometimes when you go for, for kaparot you see they take dirt and they cover the blood it's a special de oraita of Kisui Hadam gorgeous now the question is when you slaughter a chicken on Yom Tov a guy wants to make a chicken barbecue on Yom Tov and he slaughters the chicken on Yom Tov what do you do with the covering the blood are you allowed to take a shovel and dig to get dirt to cover the blood or not says the Gimara if you slaughter an animal that requires welcome Ivan, welcome to the new Mosechet. if you slaughter an animal that we're in the middle of the Mishnah Ivan if you slaughter an animal on Yom Tov that requires you can dig with a shovel and cover it you can dig with you can't slaughter unless you had dirt ready for covering from Erev Yom Tov. Unless you prepared, you're not allowed to slaughter, according to Bet Yilel. And Bet not go right ahead and slaughter, and then once you slaughter, you're allowed to dig. It's part I mean, of the slaughter. You can't, you can't uh, shut without doing it. And you must see on the misfah. Let's say, but forget it. Oh, I'm starving. There's nothing else to eat. I didn't make. Uh, starving. If you're gonna die, then you could do it. If you're not gonna die, and generally you have to do it. Eat something else. Yeah. Okay. Now, umodim, but they admit sheim shahat she Everyone agrees that if he'd already slaughtered it, that you could uh, dig with a shovel and cover it. Now, the Gemara will explain that this doesn't mean you could dig. Dig really but we'll see soon that it means that you have to, uh, um, you have to, talking about, you already had a a shovel that was stuck in the ground from beforehand. You can't actually put the shovel in for the first time. But if you had a shovel stuck in, but you didn't pull it out, then they both admit that you could do it. We're going to talk about that soon, okay? We're going to focus now on on the first law. Again, there's three laws of the Mishnah. The first law of the Mishnah is our, Egg that was laid on Yom Tov, whether it's edible or not, bitch my There's a second machloket. What seor? If you have yeast, not yeast or sourdough, is is it is it kaza'it? Sometimes is chametz a kotevet or a kazayit, And then there's another machloket over here about shechting and covering blood. Three machlokets in the Mishnah. We're going to discuss now in the Gemara the first machloket. Okay, says so the Gemara askinan, What are we dealing with over here? Now, before we start, I have to explain to you that there's two types of chickens. Now, Eli thought there was only one type of chicken. Chickens are chickens. The one that we say, kakaduldu, that's the chickens we're talking about. Mistake. There's two types of chickens. There's a chicken that is set aside for eating, it's ready to eat. You're planning to eat that chicken. That chicken is not mukse on Yomtuf because it's food, right? On Shabbat it'll be Mukseh, because you can't slaughter on Shabbat. But on Yom Tov, that chicken is food. It's no no more Mukseh than the cooked chicken in your fridge, or the Yebla that you have in your fridge. That's food. It's not Mukseh at all. Then there's another type of chicken, Shlomo, and this chicken is Mukseh. This is a chicken that's sitting in a coop to cat to get the eggs. You know, people have egg farmers, they have thousands of chickens that are sitting there every day, they lay another egg, they take the eggs and they put them in the in the, in the cartons and they sell them. So those chickens, you don't want to shek those chickens because that's your business. And therefore, before Shabbat, before Yom Tov, that chicken might be mukseh. If you hold of the laws of mukseh, a, a laying chicken could be mukseh because it's set aside. So we're trying to clarify what kind of chicken are we talking about in the Mishnah? Says the but my askina." what are we dealing with if we're talking about an eating chicken right then my time out why would Betilel say that you're not allowed to eat the egg the egg that comes out of the chicken is the piece of meat that comes out of meat it's like taking the stuffing out of your yebra right if the whole yebra is not muksa if I take out the the stuffing inside, is it Mukse? No, it was food before. There's a piece of food that comes out of it. It's all not Mukse. Similarly, if I have the chicken, the whole chicken is food. So egg comes out of it, it's also food. It's not any different. Why is it? Why would Beit say it's Asur? You with me or no? Good. Right. Ella must be. Must be, we're talking about the laying chickens. You have the whole chickens part of the business, and you have a laying chickens. If so, Bet Why would Bet Shemai say that you're allowed to have eat the egg? Mukzehi. The egg should be That's the step one. So step one is, if we're talking about eating chickens, we don't understand Bet If we're talking about laying chickens, we don't understand Bet now the Gemara is going to now reanalyze the question on Bet Shammai. Let's assume now for a second that we're talking about laying chickens. Versus, oh, the Gemara asks on its own question. My kusha, what question did I just ask? Dilma Bet let the Maybe Bet Shammai doesn't agree with the Isur of Mukseh. There are rabbis in Shabbat who hold that just because I set something aside before Shabbat, they don't necessarily say it's Mukseh. going to be Shimon to be Rabbi Shimon says we hold we we hold that there is no mukse. Rabbi, does there is mukse? Maybe Bet Shemai is on the program. Hello. Yeah. Why is according? Why is the uh, egg from the laying chicken mukse? Well. The chicken is made, it's there for laying eggs. Now he made an egg. Okay, so let me have it. Uh, let me have it. Just okay. What's the okay. Good. So that's you're saying. Good. I didn't explain it well enough. I, Ivan's asking a good question. He's saying. So what? It's a laying chicken. A laying chicken, but it's set aside to lay eggs. So I was expecting it to lay eggs. So why can't the egg, why is the egg Mukseh? The answer is that anything that wasn't available before Shabbat is inherently Mukseh. So therefore, since the egg was not gettable before Shabbat and you did not welcome Joey, Baruch Hashem, I'm glad you're here. Okay since the egg was not available before Shabbat, and you could not have gotten that egg out because the egg wasn't ready yet, therefore the egg that comes out on, on Yom Tov would be Bukseh. Okay? You with me, Ivan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go so, do it. So, Yes, Isaac. Okay, so, so this doesn't apply about the food in the fridge and I set up set one food on the side because cooked and then not the other one. Right, then... Right, then nobody says it's mukseh Unless you unless you did it, even even if you would say, unless you did an action to set it aside, to show you didn't want it, that's the mukseh in Shabbat. Okay, but without an action, we wouldn't assume that. But let, let's stick with us for a second, Isaac, because the Gemara is going to get involved in it. I need you focused, okay? What if, you, what if the, the eggs that you set aside, right? Okay, you say it's mukseh, right? What if it gets mixed up with the, the eggs you already have? Then what would you do then? You can't even touch those eggs. that is a difficult question and it'll depend how many eggs and how many things, it's a difficult question depending on the details, but you're asking a good question okay is everyone with us? so again, we started off saying that we're talking here about eggs that were set aside for what? Uh, for for laying right, and we don't understand why Bet Shemai is allowing it wait, maybe Bet Shemai doesn't doesn't hold the mukzah We think at this point, we think that even the rabbis who allow mukseh, Rabbi Shimon who allows mukseh, admits that if it's born, it's more mukseh. Like I was explaining before, there's two levels of mukseh. There's the level of mukseh where I just had in mind, I'm not going to touch it. And then there's another level of Muxer, where it's much stronger, even if I didn't have it in mind, it wasn't, didn't exist before Shabbat. That we think, that everyone agrees that that's Muxer, and therefore we t- could be we're talking about Ling, therefore that's why we ask the question, why would Bet Shemai allow it? He's got a hold of this Muxer, now we just explain that question, okay? But we still have the question, why would Bet Shemayah allow it? It's Muxer, Right? My Shemai, says, Really, we're talking about a case of laying chickens. Right? Okay? okay? And we hold that the rabbi who holds a muxa agrees of nolad. But the rabbis who don't hold the muxah, they don't agree with born also. And if you don't hold the muxah, even though it wasn't there, it's still allowed. And that's why Bet Shemai allows. Because Bet Shemai holds like Rabbi Shimon, who doesn't hold the mukseh. And if you hold like Rabbi Shimon, who doesn't hold of mukseh, you could also allow eggs. That's what we're saying now at this point. So according to what the Gemara is saying now, the Machloket between Bet Shemai and Bet Tilel, in our Mishnah, about an egg laid on Yom Tov, which Shemai says to eat it, and Bet Ilel says that's suit to eat. The reason why Bet Tilel says that's true to eat, we're thinking now, is because... He holds of Muqsa in general. And if you hold of Muqsa, you hold of Nolad. And Beit Shammai does not hold of Muqsa. He's lenient on Muksa, And he's lenient also on Nolad. That's what we're thinking at this point. Okay? The Gemara will now knock it off in a second. But at this point, that's what we're holding. When you say uh, the, the, the things are like... Uh, uh, wait, this is only for Yom Tov, right? It's not for Shabbat? Correct. No, no. Only Yom Tov. Okay. Okay, now says the Gemara. Sorry, Bet Shemai can be Shimon, who's lenient. Bet can be Yudah. Now the Gemara says, so that was the answer of Rav Nachman. Again, Rav Nachman saying Bet Shemai holds like Rabbi Shimon. The let me just write this over here. In in Shabbat, on Shabbat, we know there is a question of Mukseh. And Bet Hillel, no, sorry, no Bet Hillel. Rabbi Yehuda says Asur. And Rabbi Shimon holds Mutar. Okay? Now, we want to claim that Bet Shema holds eating is like Rabbi Shimon. And Bet Hillel says Asur is going like Rabbi Yehuda. That's what we're saying at this point right now. Okay? says the Gemara further. Who And who made that connection? Who said that Bet Shemai is like this? That was Rav Nachman. So the Gemara is going to challenge, you think Rav Nachman would say such a thing? I'll show you Rav Nachman somewhere else, and he's not on that program. How do we see? Says the Gemara, would Rav Nachman say such a thing? What are you talking about? Vatnan. <coughs> we learned in the Mishnah Shabbat, Bet uklipot. There's a over there. What do you do with mukseh things that are on the table? For example, let's say you have bones of an animal, animal bones. No one can eat animal bones, and therefore they're mukseh. Or let's say you have kilipin um, uh, peels on the table. These peels have no purpose on Shabbat. They should be mukseh. So it says according to Bet, Bet Shammai, you're allowed to pick them up and move them off. Okay? That means they're not mukse. And according to Bet Hillel, you have to take the table, tilt the table, and get them off. That means they are muxer. Now, the, the authors of who said what, Bet Shammai saying one thing, but it was not so clear. So Rav Nachman explained that mission and he says like this, V'amar Rav Nachman, Anu enlanu ella bet shamai u bet kribi shimon. When when Rav Nachman analyzed that mishnah, he says, "We know what the rules are, and when we say bet Shammai, bet shamai is the one who holds like the yudah that you have to tilt the table, and bet Hillel is the one who lets you take it off. So you see that bet Hillel is the one who's holding no muksa." And Bet Shammai is the one who's holding yes mukzah, so it doesn't fit with what we said here. R- Rav Nachman by us had said that Bet Shammai was saying eat, meaning no mukzah, and Bet was saying asur to eat, which means yes mukzah. Okay, and he was claiming that that was like to be done to over here, but we have a mishnah over there where it has a case of the peels on the table, and even though it looked like Bet Shammai was going to be the one who said that you had to take the table and tilt it, right? Sorry, it looked like it looked like Bet Shammai was the one who says you were allowed to pick it off. I'm sorry, Bet Shammai said you were allowed to pick it off, and Bet Telev said take the table. Rabbi Nachman said it must be a mistake, and it must be the other way around that Bet Shammai is the one who says. Like Rebidah, they have to tilt the table, and be and Bet Hillel is the other one. So you see that Rav that Nachman is holding the other way. So the says, Amalach, Rav Nachman, Nachman you no. Gabi Shabbat, the be Shimon. You're right. When it comes to Shabbat, there's going to be a difference between Shabbat and Yom Tov. Because over there, on the table, okay, our, our mission is talking about Yom Tov. The story on the table, with the bones was Shabbat. The Gemara is going to answer now that the difference between the laws of Muqsa on Shabbat and laws of Muqsa on Yom Tov. Now let's see why in a second. Stay with us, you'll understand in a second. Amr al-Achav says, Gah Shabbat, when it comes to Shabbat, desatam latanak Rebi Shimon, where there was a Mishnah that sounds like be Shimon. Which Mishnah? The Detanan, because went to the Mishnah, mechatchin et adilu'in lefnea so therefore, we go like betilel, which means there's a mission that says that even though you have um, a nivela, an animal that got died on Shabbat, right? So the animal before Shabbat was was mukse. It's an animal. You can't do anything with an animal on Shabbat. But the animal died on Shabbat. Now you want to cut up the animal and feed it to your dogs. The Gemara, there's a Mishnah in Shabbat that says that you're allowed to cut it up. So if we have a Mishnah like that, so by Shabbat, we say, oh, that's Betilel. We have a Stam Mishnah, which sounds like that. We say, it must be Betilel on Shabbat, who doesn't hold a Muxum. Okay? Aval, but, Gabi Yom Tov, when it comes to Yom Tov, the Sathamatanik Revi we have a Mishnah like Revi that we're strict, that's not because we learned. En Vakim <speaking in> Etzimel <Hebrew> Korot, Vlomena Korash and Rabbi Yom Tov. The Mishnah later in Bethsaah says like this. Let's say you have a house that falls down on Shabbat. So the beam in the house was mukseh, because it was part of a building. And now the the building fell down, and you want to chop off a piece of it on Shabbat, on Yom Tov, to put in the fire. On on Yom Tov, you're allowed to have a fire, right? So if you're looking for wood for the fire, and a house fell down because of the, the flood warnings that we had an effect, and our cell phones were yelling last night. And the house falls down. And now, once the house falls down, you want to cut a piece off the beam to throw into your fireplace. Halacha is that on Shev, on Yom Tov you now let it cut it off to do it. So you see, the Yom Tov there is a law of Muxer. So on Yom Tov we're strict and Shabbat we're lenient. Because why? Welcome, welcome, Joseph. Why? Because we see why. Because. There's a Mishnah like that in Shabbat, the Mishnah of cutting up the animal, and the Mishnah in Yom Tov was strict. So therefore, you're right. We're stricter. It's really the same Rabbi, and we're stricter on on Yom Tov than we are on Shabbat. On Yom Tov, we don't let cutting off the beam, and on Shabbat, we do let chopping up the animal. Now, I didn't explain to you why that would be so. Okay? The Gemara will now explain why should we be stricter? You would think it's the other way around, right? Joe, what's bothering uh, Joey is he's thinking it should be the other way. What should be stricter? Shabbat should be stricter. And you're telling me Shabbat is more lenient? It doesn't make sense. Ah, oh, says the Gemara. Mechti. Let's figure this out. Man satam le'lematitim. Who who is the one I just tell the rest of the text who was the one who closed off the Mishnah? Who was the one who wrote the Mishnah? Rebbe. shimon? Why on Shabbat was he lenient like K'nebi shimon? Why on Yom Tov did he go like K'nebi shimon? Amri said no. Shabbat Chamira, This is a very, very key, key rule over here. Shabbat t'chamira. Since Shabbat is a stricter law, everyone knows Shabbat strict. stricter than Yom Tov. Therefore, Loatil lezuzel if we allow you to get rid of Muxer, we're not worried that people are going to mezalzel in Shabbat, people are going to lower Shabbat, because everyone knows Shabbat is strict. Yom Tov, so therefore, satan, therefore, we went like Shimon the Mikael. Yom Tov the kill, on Yom Tov, where we're lenient, why, which means Yom Tov is general, there's a lot more leniencies on Yom Tov than on Shabbat, so since we're so lenient, the rabbis are worried that since it's so lenient, people will come and embarrass it, people will come and not respect it properly, therefore Satov was going to be Udad Machmir. therefore Rebbe went like Udad Machmir. so it's the opposite of what you thought since Shabbat is so strict we don't have to be strict there, because no one's going to no one's going to embarrass it but since Yom Tov is so lenient therefore we have to be strict okay so Okay, so so far Rav Nachman gave an answer. His answer was that we're talking about a laying chicken, and therefore everything's cool. We understand Re- Rebbe why he doesn't eat it because a laying chicken, and Bet Shammai is allowing ao- is allowing to eat it because he doesn't hold the Muktzeh on Yom Tov. Is that clear? Again, one, is that clear or not clear? One more time. If you look, for you fellows in uh, Zoom, Zoom world, again we have the basic case, the first case of the Mishnah, Bet laid on Yom Tov, Bet Shemai says you could eat it, Bet says said you can't eat it, we're explaining now according to Rav Nachman, the reason why you cannot eat it, is because we're holding of mukseh, we're holding like the Be Yehuda, that we hold a mukseh. Why restrict on Yom Tov? Because Yom Tov we're worried that people are going to be lenient. On Shabbat we wouldn't worry, but over here we do. And Bet says, that's why Bet says you can't eat it, and Bet Shemai says you can't eat it. Okay, good. If your whole question is whether you hold of mukhsa in general, right, there's two levels of mukhsa there's the highest level of mukhsa and a lower level of mukhsa. There's the chicken and the egg, okay? The chicken itself is muksa is not muqsa, and the egg, is more muksa. Mar says, Ademiflegi vebetza, You, If you're talking about a chicken, that is set aside for laying, so you could have said a much bigger chidush. You could have had a mishnah, instead of the mishnah saying, an egg that was laid on Yom Tov, you could have said, a chicken that was set aside for laying on Yom Tov, you're not allowed to shecht according to Bet Shammai, according to Bet Ilel, and according to Bet Ilel, you are. Because Rabbi Shimon won't let the chicken either. Rabbi Shimon, who holds of mukseh he won't let the chicken either because the chicken was set aside for laying. And he holds that when you set aside something before the holiday or Shabbat, it's mukseh So why would we say a case only of the egg, which is more mukseh I could have given a bigger chidush and spoken about the chicken itself. You don't get what I'm talking about. Chicken is a little less mukseh And still, it's still Rabbi Shimon won't let it. So we could have picked that case. It's like you're with me? Good. Says the Gemara. You're right. We could have picked the case for chicken. You know why we didn't? Because we want to show you how lenient Bet is. If we would have picked a case of chicken and told you bet doesn't let and bet lets, I would say, oh, Bet-Shemai lets because it's a chicken. But if it was an egg, which is more Mukseh, Bet-Shemai wouldn't let. So I have to give you a case of an egg so you know that Bet-Shemai, even eggs he lets. Even though it was born on the, on the holiday, he's letting it anyway. <coughs> One second. So Rabbi, this is only if we set aside set aside Lay only, not right, a right. A if it was set aside well for eating, then everyone's gonna let like, there's nothing to talk about that. To so according to Well but again, Rav Nachman said that we're talking about that type of chicken. So we're asking on him if you say it's talking about that type of chicken, so then we could talk about the, the chicken. We're saying no 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 we don't we don't want to, we don't we wanna tell you about the egg because we want to show you Shemai how strong how lenient he is. Look how lean he is. He's letting eggs. Forget chickens. So He's letting eggs you're allowed to shuffle sh- sh- the chicken, according to Bet-Shav you are you it. Which one? Chicken, are you to according to Bet Shemai, of course. Even the ones that are said, according, to, according to what Rav Nachman is saying. Okay. says the Gemara Why don't we argue about a chicken to show you how strong Bet is? That he even doesn't let chickens. Why do you want to show me Bet Shavai? Why do you want to show me Betelelel? Maybe you'll answer me in saying, We want to show you leniencies. We like leniencies better than strictnesses. So, why don't we argue about both of them? You know what the mission should say? We'll mention both of them. What should it say? If you haven't, that's that's ready for laying. He, the chicken and the egg, Bet says, eat him? says, lotachal. Why don't we do it like that? Say both. Rather, Rabbah says, I don't agree with Rabbi Nachman. Forget Rabbi Nachman's answer. I got my own answer for the Mishnah. You know what the case the Mishnah is talking about? Are you with Shlomo or no? Okay. Tarnagolat. Hold on, Shlomo, did I mention the sponsor? you I did, okay. Tarnagolat, achila. Talking about a tarnagolat that's ready for eating. Okay? We're telling you a new thing. There's a new law. Really? There's nothing wrong with the chickens. We're not talking about chickens. It's, it's only the egg. And the problem is hachana, which means preparing. And when Mishnah was talking about egg laid on Yom Tov, we're really talking about an egg that's laid on Yom Tov that comes on a Sunday. Which means, if Yom Tov falls on Sunday, that means that the day before Yom Tov was Shabbat. Now yeah, there's a rule that on Shabbat, you're not allowed to prepare for Yom Tov. Okay? Now, this rabbi holds that any egg that's born on Tuesday, it means that on Monday, it was being prepared in the chicken. And therefore, you're not allowed to eat an egg that's born on a Yom Tov on Sunday, because that egg was prepared on Shabbat for Yom Tov. And that's the reason. It's an egg-only law. It's not a chicken-egg law, Muxer. It's an egg-only law because you can't prepare on Shabbat for Yom Tov. And we hold, let me finish. I know I'm not doing anything, but this egg was prepared. And therefore, since the egg was prepared on Shabbat for Yom Tov, it's Muxer, the egg-only. Okay? It says in the Chumash that when it comes to the man, it will be when it's Friday they prepare what they're going to eat on Shabbat. Khol the That means that Friday can prepare for Shabbat. Khol Friday can prepare for Yom Tov. And Yom Tov And Shabbat Tov. But Yom Tov can prepare for Shabbat, and Shabbat can prepare for Yom Tov, and therefore you're not allowed to do either of them. So, I ask the Gemara. so that's Ravah's answer. So Ravah's coming with his own answer. There's a problem of the egg being prepared on Shabbat for Yom Tov. So Abhay asks him an obvious question. If that's true, so then what happens when Yom Tov falls out on Tuesday? You should be allowed to eat the egg? Because yeah. it wasn't bread. Right. The Mishnah says, a betza that's made on Yom Tov is a sewer according to B'til. According to the way you're explaining, that's only if it comes out on Sunday. But if it was Tuesday... Yalla, make omelets. You with me or no? Even Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Monday, any as long as it ain't as long as it ain't Sunday. Isaac, I lost you. Are you with me? Good. Says the Gemara. My Rava answers no. You're right. Really, the Monday ones should be okay, but. The rabbis make a gezera. If we let you eat the eggs on Yom Tov when Yom Tov falls out on Tuesday, you might say, Tuesday, Sunday. And you'll eat it Sunday too. And therefore the rabbi really it should be, but the rabbis make a gezera on Tuesday to, in order to protect the Sunday Yom Tovs. Okay? So what's the word? It says, Shabbat de Alma tishtereh. So if so, Shabbat should also be okay to eat it, right? Because it was prepared on Friday. Why is this right? We're afraid of a Shabbat that follows the Yom Tov. So if you have a Shabbat that the Yom Tov was on Friday, then the egg was prepared on Friday. For Shabbat on Yom Tov for Shabbat, what you're not allowed to. So, since we're worried that that might happen, we don't allow any Shabbat because 52 weeks a year because we're worried that maybe you'll have a Shabbat that follows a Yom Tov and then it'll be prepared. Okay, this is Rabba's way of explaining the Mishnah. You got it? Says, we make a gazira like that. The rabbis make Gizirah like that. Vatanya, we learned in a brighter, if you shecht an egg. If it's on Yom Tov, right? And you shechted a chicken. Sorry, shechted egg. You shechted egg? Okay, sorry. If you shechted chicken, okay? And on Yom Tov, you're making a, you want to make a nice fresh chicken. Your wife says, I only like fresh. I don't want this stuff from the butcher. I want fresh. Okay. You call the Rabbi Khalifa. He comes, makes a few chickens. Okay. Yalla. We're going to have fresh chickens. And you open up the chicken. And you see inside, you find fully done eggs that was about to be laid. Okay? You're allowed to make an omelette with them on Yom Tov. The brighter says you're allowed to. If you, what you're saying is true, then we make a Gezerah. That if we let you make omelettes with fresh eggs, you're going to come to eat them even on a, on when it comes out on a Sunday. We should make a gezeda that you're not allowed to eat these eggs that you find in the chickens, because maybe you'll eat also an egg that was laid on that day. So Rava answers back, no. It's very, very uncommon to find a fully made egg inside. A chicken when you cut it open, and therefore, the rabbis don't make a gezira on very uncommon cases. And you're right; we should have made a gezira, but we don't make gezira on uncommon cases. So that's why you're allowed to eat them. But in common cases, like eggs that are laid, eggs being laid being common, we are worried about that. Good. We're going to stop over here, Rabbi Yosef Amar, at the bottom of the page. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Hold on you make Yes. Ah. Okay, we have to we have to work on Avi. Okay. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Hold on, you got to take care of this. I don't know what to do with this. Hold on. Thank you. Pleasure having you, Eli. I hope you were able to keep up with us.